to another episode of No Plans to Merge. I'm your host. And I'm your other host, Dan Colbert. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, today's episode, Daniel. Uh, go on to ask to we, ask me. We know okay, who today's episode is sponsored by. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is sponsored by Rogue Amoeba. Negative sponsored by Rogue Who did we, you think it was sponsored Dude, this, we actually have a sponsor read. Well, okay, folks, we've been acquired. We've been aqu- acquired. Yeah. For, well, for something, not for nothing. Not for nothing. For the price of two cool hats. And, oh, uh, that's folks, true. Yeah, so folks, our sponsor for the um, rest of time is Planet Scale. Planet Scale, our new daddy. That's right. So thank you, Daddy Planet Scale, for sponsoring this, uh, this podcast as a whole. Yep. by sending us two hats two if you're a dedicated nice listener you will remember that we basically forced planet scale to send us database hats mm-hmm. dude we should be wearing them right now what are we doing we are caleb we are wearing them right now what do you mean oh right no i i, just, I thought that yeah i don't know there was like like clipping in your video feed yeah are, are you using well. ffmpeg yeah <laughs> <laughs> boogie woogie woogie so yeah so thank you planet scale for sponsoring planet scale came out with a really cool thing where they cache sql queries automatically and make your apps that suck they turn them into really good fast apps without you having to know sql that's really or good having to hire I don't. francis so as previously stated <laughs> yeah with your emts and your your pcps uh-huh what are they your tbd your cbds yep. cbds <laughs> those queries the yep. sub query things yep. tp peep? cte CTE. Common table expressions. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so thank you, Planet Scale, for buying our show. Yep. Our second sponsor for this episode is Rogue Amoeba. That's right. Caleb, would it shock you to uh, to learn that today, as we were preparing for the show, I did what I always do, which is open Audio Hijack, the tool that I use to record this very podcast. What did wow. it say? It said, this version of Audio Hijack cannot be used with this operating system. Shocker. I had just upgraded the operating system to Mac OS San Diego or whatever the fuck it is this time. San Diego. San Diego. (laughs) Um, And so I had to go download the new version of Rogue Amoeba. I downloaded the new new version of Audio Hijack. I do that. I unzip the thing. It it unzips to my desktop for some reason. I don't know why. I drag it into my applications, blah, blah, blah. Then I have to you know, go buy a new license code. But it remembered my old license code, but it also told me it wasn't good enough. So then I got to go enter my email, enter my credit card number, all these things. It was a whole thing. However, we've made it. And we are now sponsored by Rogue Amoeba. So thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, Caleb, Daniel. I got that you? nighttime voice. I don't. There's no grit in my voice. It's no, nighttime. you seem so smooth. Yeah, there's like I've lost that hard edge Mm -hmm. of my vocal cords they've been smoothed out um there was a canadian blended whiskey that i used to enjoy Mm. i forget what it was called but it was Mm. uh, red stag canadian blended whiskey it was like the idiot's first canadian blended whiskey no it wasn't crown royal it had like a bird on it bird dog um Anyway, whatever it was, famous grouse, that can't be right. Chicken no. cock? 
there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of Canadian blended whiskeys. Anyway, involving foul. That's how your voice sounds. Waterfowl. Right hmm. You sound like a Canadian blended well, whiskey. I am actually sipping Buffalo Trace, which is not Canadian. Is it from Buffalo? No, actually, it's not. Yeah, they're the they're the distillery that like makes all the good whiskeys, like nice. all the you know top tier Pappy your, Van Winkle and mm-hmm. Old Rip Van Winkle and all that. Uh, I I bet they do, but I don't think they do. But but I would it wouldn't surprise me. Most sure. of those like good whiskeys. Your Johnny Walker is your Buffalo Trace. Yeah, I, I don't even know what the brewery is called, brewery distillery, but it's uh, but Buffalo Trace is like their like bottom of the line but it's still like really high highly sought after mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is crazy because it's whatever but whiskey's like a whole thing now so nobody has whiskey it's this whole you know like i don't know shelves get cleared you know oh yeah yeah because it's a trend oh know? yeah I'm people saying? like it people like it um oh, daniel Dan- well okay so we were about to hop on and you said have you played the new call of duty oh yeah well, was we like, were talking about we're recording in a non-standard time because you were called to duty. Right. That's right. That's why that and came I said, up. Speaking of being called to duty, have you played the new Call of Duty? Right. And I haven't. My friend asked me about it yesterday, and he was like, yeah, there's a new Call of Duty. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, I hope it's tropical themed, or I hope it's just something fun like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I think it's like Middle Eastern themed. I'm like, dude, come on, guys. Yeah, I know, right? Can't are we you, like? Are you done with that? And it's like as so. I think it's generally accepted wisdom that Call of Duty is basically like military propaganda. Yeah. Right. So yeah, like, I wonder about that. Oh, I think it's generally. Like, do military accepted. people love it or hate it? Well, like, for sure, love it. Really? Oh yeah. I was, so I was thinking. I was shoveling the other day for some reason, thinking about maybe I was just hating shoveling so much. I just remember. That like in Call of Duty, when you commit suicide, it's the coward's way out. And I was just thinking like, is that like an insensitive term? Are there like people with like real trauma that see people playing these video games and are like, this is so effed up. Dude, I really think that Call of Duty has is receiving DOD money. Really? You know, like that, that's the fear. You know those, you know those like big like war movies. Like, yeah. Uh huh. Those definitely have, like, DOD consulting and budget. No way. Yeah. Like, the DOD does, like, cultural propaganda for the military. In the form of saving, shaving privates Ryan's. Shaving Private Ryan's face. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And uh, (laughs) what else? Yeah. Yeah, all those movies. I don't know. I used to be into those. I haven't seen one in a while. I, I didn't know if yeah. they had stopped with the propaganda. Anyway, well, no. So now they're now they've got like Twitch channels and shit. Like you'll see these gamers are like sponsored by the U.S. Navy recruiting or whatever. Interesting. Like it's they're out. They're like I figure they gotta like push that because you know I feel like it's kind of drifted from the culture a bit, and they need you know new recruits and stuff to you know defend the country and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, like you know. uh the Iraq war didn't do a, didn't do good numbers. Didn't. As far as making people want to join the army, right. I think. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. So interesting. So, so yeah, I just think that the whole Middle East thing's been done to death. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what I'm saying. So, so this is what I was getting. I was like, as U.S. military propaganda, you'd think they would be, like, biting at the bit to do bali you know to do or like uh whatever like overthrowing a south american communist dictator or yeah 
you know, any of those cool, yeah. you could like work for the CIA and do a coup in Bolivia or something. Right. You know, not like that's something that the CIA would ever do. No. I don't know, Daniel. I don't, I don't know either. I'm sure you're referencing something and I just yeah, we, never we, even yeah. read the news. Yeah, it's fine. Well, don't, don't worry. Watch it. Don't even worry about it. Don't worry my little head about that stuff. Don't worry your little, your pretty okay. little head about, yeah. about Maduro. Uh, uh Daniel's. How you doing? Names. How you feeling? I'm doing great, Daniel. Mm. Um, we well, we need to talk about snow sometime in this episode. So that's Dude, like one agenda. I've seen pictures of baby oh, yeah. boy enjoying the snow. He loved the snow. We actually dolled him up in a bear suit. No way! You got a bear there. suit. Dude, bear suit is so clutch. For baby boy? Oh my gosh, it's the best. It's like, you know, if you need to go out in the snow, what do you got to do? It's a whole bundle process. Not just mm-hmm. like go to your car, but like be in the snow. Yeah. There's snow pants involved. Sure. There's boots and laces, and but then you realize you, you put the boots it. on before the snow pants. You think about it, when a bear has to be in the snow, what do they do? Nothing. Nothing. Exactly. And that's basically what baby boy does. You just shove yeah. him in this bear suit, toss him in the snow. Make and baby boy, baby keen. bear, and then there's no problem. That's right. It is it's a really cute. So it's like an LLB nice like thing that somebody gave him that's like super warm and I want one. Oh, and we'll it's, but it's got little bear ears and it's just brown and fuzzy, so he looks like this cute little bear. He's cute, dude. Oh, he's peak cute. He's so cute. Oh man. Gosh, this is baby boy. Charlotte's going to hate that I'm telling this story, but I'm going to tell this story. Great. Uh, um, there, so there's a place called like Bears Ears National Park, I think. Okay. Are you familiar? No, but I know that like just having traveled, there's all sorts of obscure national parks that you're like, what? There's a national park here that nobody cares about? Anyway, there was some environmental thing happening. Okay. Uh, it might have been like Keystone Pipeline or something similar to that. Oh. Um, and Charlotte had gotten, had like received a bunch of stickers from like, I forget where she even got them, but someone basically gave her like 50 stickers. Okay. Um, and one of them said, save the bear's ears, <laughs> which is a place like. Oh, funny. <laughs> um, she, she put it on her car. And I and asked her, I was like, what what's up with the bear's ears? <laughs> she was like, I don't know. But she started making shit up. She's like, oh. this is normally me. Like, normally I'm the one to just, like, start lying when you right. ask me something. <laughs> it's so incredibly rare to catch Charlotte just, like, pretending she knows Spewing something. Spewing facts that aren't But she did. And facts. she started saying that, like, that, like, poachers were taking bear's ears or some shit. It was like for dog chews. Yeah, except something. It's an and epidemic. Like, halfway in, I was like, "This is bullshit. You're lying to me." <laughs> and I looked it up, and I was like, "This is a national park, Charlotte." That's great. <laughs> it, it, it was very funny. Um, it was very funny. Save this is like the, the only time I can ever remember like catching <laughs> her just good... straight up pretending to know something. That's a good reference. <laughs> That's a good thing to have between you two that you can always bring up. Saving yeah. the bear's ears. Like that's yeah, just a good little ears. one-liner. Like yeah. save the bear's ears. Don't you try and save the bear's ears with me. Right. <laughs> See, we say, um, uh, so hey, this is funny because this is like a programmer-ism thing. Like some programmer joke that I like made up a while ago that nobody thought was funny was like, don't backslash me, young man. You know, I don't know. I just thought it was funny and like, sure. goofy. 
so hannah it's like part of our language now like she'll be like Uh don't backslash me Mm -hmm. and it's just funny so you got the bear's ears and that's important hell yeah to have yeah it's good to have little uh to develop culture within your marriage totally you know dude culture. yeah i want i mean everybody has shared that, culture sure. yeah but i'm like sure that, and you, you guys i think similar to us is just so deep the jokes are dude, so I think deep it's, yeah well this is the thing it's like this is why i think that like we're better than other people is that i think ours yeah. are funnier probably and you you guys seem like you guys would have some funny ones it's funny one. hannah's like she's the funny one she's that like really deep like funny witty humor mm-hmm. And when she delivers it, oh, it's so, so when she, good. When she lands them, yeah. We're just so many things. Yeah, I don't know, Daniel. Yeah. Do you know, Daniel? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Daniel. Welcome Robot. to our podcast. A couple of guys who love their wives. That's us. That's right. A couple of family guys. A <laughs> couple of wife guys. That's right. We're wife guys. Big wife guy energy. Um, I'm a big wife guy. Mm-hmm. Me too. I like them big. Yeah. And I'm a guy. Big wives. I like big wives that I can. That's right. <laughs> Correct. Daniel. Um, Caleb. We got to talk about snow just like a little bit. Oh, let's touch on it. Yeah. I mean, it's overwhelming your life right now, I'd assume. It's insane, Daniel. Yeah. Charlotte like brought up to me. She said, did you see how much it snowed in upstate New York? And I was like, no, but the, I'm just saying it's broken through. So like Pe- all of New York. People know right? about it got like x snow whatever okay and then like certain narrow bands really hammered certain areas right we are the number one area <laughs> like you're the snowiest boy we literally my like five minute drive radius town got just the which we've laser said the name of on the podcast before but we're not going to say it again we will never say it again sec. we will never say it again um dude like hammered like so crazy i've That's only pretty seen close this to say it it <laughs> nice yes um, pretty close yeah Hannah I was gonna like post a picture and she's like make sure you don't have the the house and the numbers and whatnot I'm like Hannah and I told her about her like joke like Daniel's like a uh, dude um anybody can like uh google your name and find exactly where you live uh, <laughs> it is fun to play the goose chase though you know keep yeah, him, yeah. keep them chasing because mm-hmm. actually well I managed to change the database so when you google my name you get uh, yeah, this is the part where place. I would actually say, okay, yeah, yeah right. I, but I'm not going to do that. So Daniel, um, mm-hmm. dude, it snowed so bad. I just want to know, like, do other people get it? Like, do you know? I mean, I've been like? in some Baltimore blizzards, which are. Yeah. So it wasn't a blizzard, serious. which is interesting. Cause like interesting. sometimes it combines with a blizzard and then it's insane because the drift the piles are just so insane. Blizzards are like windy. Okay. So this yeah. wasn't windy. It was just straight no. up like shit just come down. Jump. That's yeah. uh, that's like wild. blizzards are crazy in their own way yeah because the snow drifts yes um yeah like where i live we there was the blizzard of 77 so like everybody around buffalo that's older lived through the blizzard of 77 like my dad and they all have these pictures and these stories of like oh we would climb up on the roof and just jump off was there a big and blizzard in 2003 i don't know there's like always been big blizzards and stuff but the big ones were 77 we had an October storm where we like we were off for an entire week of school. That was awesome. Nobody had power, and we were just bailing water out of the basements for a week yeah. and driving up and down the street in quads. It was so sick. And then uh, 2014 was November, which was like this, but a little more snow. It was like seven feet of snow in like a day or two. Okay. And yeah. 
but dude it's just nuts and pictures totally don't do it justice and you're literally like shoveling snow over way over your head trying to just like get the snow just heave it and it's just it's just insane it's hard to even describe but like i've never been in anything that serious the the biggest i've been in baltimore is like probably five foot drifts yeah but like not yeah it doesn't often snow this much like anywhere in the the world (laughs) yeah it's just crazy like my house was toasty warm because there was so much snow on it insulating just like an igloo yeah it was it was wild there's just so many crazy things like everybody's completely snowed in for days like are there like days new home ownership things that you've learned as this snow because like this is your first owning a house (laughs) snowstorm right yeah the biggest thing i'm gonna get a generator because if power went out baby boy would freeze and i had nowhere so hannah went out of town on thursday what was she she literally left for chicago what was she thinking dude and it was just me and baby boy you and baby boy freezing in the house so i invited my sister over to sleep over and she got snowed in and stayed with me for four days which is insane because i wouldn't have been able to shovel at all um i literally would have brought him to a neighbor and been like please watch baby boy because you you would have had to have him shovel and shovel while he napped or something and have like the monitor black yeah but even that like dude i'm telling you i was literally shoveling like all day every day like it was just so nuts it was so nuts and like nobody can drive no plows can it was just I don't know. I'm just going to keep saying how nuts it was, Daniel, because it was totally nuts. You know, nobody can go anywhere. You can't walk to the street because it's too high. So it's like you're just trying to shovel out your door so that you can open your door. And like, yeah, all of my garbage cans are just buried. I can't even touch them. Like in Buffalo, like, is there like some idiot who like forgot to buy food? No. Or are people just like, we know. I think the people know. Yeah, it is like remarkable. Like now, life's back to normal. The snow piles are huge, but all the streets are plowed. We yeah. have so much infrastructure for snow, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Tons of snow infrastructure. I saw. Do you ever see that picture of when it snowed in Atlanta that time a couple years ago? No. Was it just like five inches there's, and everybody's losing their minds? There's literally like five cars on fire on the side of the highway. Oh my god! And it was less than an inch of snow. That's ridiculous. It had just never snowed there before. Yeah. Nobody knew how to drive in the snow. There was like, but there's all these giant highways and shit, right? Yeah. And there's no salting. There's no any right. preparation for snow. They don't yeah. have salt, you know? Like, right. Yeah. They don't have the trucks that drop the salt. They don't have any of that stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's just like, there's, it looks like the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. It, this, uh, like, so I heard it was going to snow. We had a, a, an appointment to get my snow tires switched on and we went there and they were like we have 150 cars to do so it's going to be like a million hours we were like okay well that's not happening Mm -hmm. so it's starting to snow and like rain and i'm like out there jacking up the car switching tires that was like a whole story in itself but i'm so glad i did but that's like a buffalo ism like i have a separate set of tires and they're on separate rims totally separate rims yeah yeah yeah. so you just keep them in the garage and exactly yeah you have like an air compressor so I borrowed Mitch's for something else. Yeah. And I put I them on. I lowered about... the car down. Whole car. Womp on the jack. Can't get the jack out. I'm like, I need to pump these tires because I can't get the jack out. Oh. I could jack it back up, but then the jack's jacked up. <laughs> right. Like, I literally have like, this car is on the jack. My but... only option, whatever. I could have switched the tires back, but my neighbor had a adapter or whatever. It was fine. Yeah. 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 I filled it up. 
but you know like that's a thing i'm just thinking like there's probably so many things that we don't even think about that Dude, like, well, like people just don't deal with so in baltimore do you guys have like in the city like are there like boxes of road salt on every road that the city no. provides oh this might be a baltimore only thing interesting the in baltimore basically mm-hmm. on every street at the end of the street there's a yellow wooden box hmm. full of salt and it's yellow and stenciled on it in black paint it says salt box hmm. and, and what do you do with it it's for salting your sidewalks and shit when the like That's so cool well also i think it's like this city is broke we're not going to get to your street that soon oh yeah yeah so what we can do is when it's not snowy we'll just put salt strategically around the city and then Funny. you can kind of figure it out like everyone just salt your own street yeah. while we figure it out we all, I mean, everybody has salt. Like I have a, like huge bags of salt mm-hmm. and they, you know, the plowing around here is insane. I mean, we have huge like barns of salt all over Buffalo, you know, and the plowing's awesome. Like they're just plowing constantly and spewing salt everywhere. So that's kept up on like probably better than any, most other places. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's taken care of. But the sidewalks, there's like people dead, like their job is to clear sidewalks. And they have these massive machines that are like gigundo snowblowers that can plow like, you know, four feet of sidewalk snow. So anyway, it's just cool. Like neighbors are like coming out there. You're checking on your neighbors. Everybody, once it dies down and stops like destroying everybody, you're just checking on neighbors. You're like flat flagging down people that have plows and stuff. Like I got my cousin to come plow. Yeah, be like, hey, and then I'll give you every neighbor, to exactly, knock out my driveway. exactly. Yeah. Everybody's rolling out hundred, 150 bucks. Yeah. And it's mostly like tractors people and they're just farmers, like people who have tractors that came into town to just plow for people yeah, and probably make yeah. 25 grand dude. They during this snowstorm, some... you know? Yeah, I know dude. They, I mean, that is the move Own a Bobcat and just yeah, roll down like, the street. And fuck just launching NFTs. Just fucking go to Buffalo when just... it snows. Be the guy with the bobcat. Yeah, it is crazy. It's totally uh, crazy. So, uh. the dude was nuts. Travel ban for four days. Couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't get out of your driveway, let alone, you know, actually driving the road. But, yeah, it's just crazy. One of those things living in Buffalo, you know? Yeah. Tons of snow. A lot of snow. It's Big still out Buffalo. there. Big That's Buffalo. That's the thing. Charlotte and I are kind of like uh, auditing cities. Yeah. Um, Buffalo, super interesting. Thing are like, like you have never seen snow like this in your life, and like yeah. you won't. <clears throat> like it's just gonna be like the snowest snow, and it's and crazy every year it it's gonna snow like know that much. That that's but a lie, Caleb. You're lying. It does. You must there... <laughs> be getting at least at least every year there must be an incident of at least three feet of snow right? for sure, guaranteed. Yeah. 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 So that's a lot. But then it's like no big deal though. Like once you, you know, especially once you get the big storms, it's just like, oh, yeah, you just shovel. Right, yeah. Once you like accept that life, like life won't get any better than this. It's like, oh, yeah. all right, cool. <laughs> but snow is, I mean, dude, I have so many memories of like snow days and, oh, it's just the best. Yeah, this so is where So many we differ. snow days. So dude. I actually don't mind <clears throat> like dealing with snow. Yeah. But I don't like. I don't go play in snow. I'll snowboard or something. Yeah. But that's like a day where like you're wearing special clothes about it. Yeah. You know? Funny. But like, yeah. You never played like, in snow as a kid? Like, No, I have. It's just like, yeah. it's not like on my top five list. Yeah. 
like to me it's like i would much rather like i enjoy a snow day because you like watch some movies cozy up yeah 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 make some soup yeah and people yeah i don't know it's not so bad and it's fun i mean that's my Mm -hmm. take daniel but yeah i I, it's funny because like i you know you always want your city to be special in some way Mm-hmm. And I've like thought it was special for certain things and then found out like, oh, I'm not special. There's nothing special. But the but snow. It is the snowiest. It's like top five in the U.S. Yeah. It's, Syracuse is number one, which is just like two and a half hours away. I think I would Buffalo say is the, like tied with Rochester and like, yeah. Maybe yeah, Anchorage, I would say Alaska uh, or something. Buff- like, Buffalo is uh, two notable things about it are the, well, the wings. But, um, but in addition to that. There's probably one of the snowiest places in t- in town, um, and then also probably the biggest uh, quotient of socialists on the city council, uh, as oh. compared to I think Seattle is the only other place that's like a meaningfully big city that is like has some meaningful like socialist organizing in the city government going on. It's really funny because Buffalo, in so many ways, is still so whatever. It's just. I don't know, but just it's sort of like a rusty city that's like well, it's stuck. the I think it's the corners of the country. You know, hmm. you get your northeast corner and your yeah, you got those corners covered. Northwest corner, I think that's, that's kind of how it starts. Holding everything up, you know, the yeah. revolutions often start from the top corners. From the top corners, <laughs> right? From the northern corners. <laughs> uh, so yeah, wait, really quick. So like homeowner things, uh-huh. your heating vent, if it shoots out the side of your house, is going to get covered. So people like my buddy, like good thing he had a carbon monoxide detector because he would have like died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Good news. And your dryer vent and stuff like that. You have to like shovel that stuff and keep it clear. Oh, my dad has a pavilion in his backyard with a hot tub under it. Whole thing caved in. Total just trashed. The whole thing is just destroyed, decimated. Mm -hmm. So like roof rakes. Everybody has roof rakes around here. So I'm like helping my neighbor rake his roof off. Because it's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds of snow. And his whole, like, you know, original, like, antique porch is starting to, like, buckle. So we're all raking snow off of his roof. But So everybody's got roof rakes. And, you know, whatever, stuff like that. So Hmm. I don't know. That's snow in Buffalo. There you go. It's interesting stuff, man. Okay, so now we covered snow. We just needed to cut. We needed to touch on it. You know, uh, I've been having a little side project recently. Yeah. I wanted to touch on unsubscribing from email oh yeah lists. i saw a tweet or something yeah from you dude i thought that was pretty smart like they, that should be a thing that you should be able to go to mailchimp or something yeah, like that and say and like, everyone hey, who all uses your you. yeah right just show me a list like here's my email address yeah right like send me an email so that you know it's me with a signed url yeah. right so to authenticate that i am the owner of this email address and that should take me to a website where i can see all of the lists I am subscribed to so and toggle great. them off. Yeah. You know why this they'll never do it? Because it's, it's not good for them. It They're incentivized not, not to do it. Of course. But it's like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. And I looked, I even went and read the CanSpam app act because like I wanted to like throw it in their face that like legally it says you have to provide me an unsubscribe link. Yeah. But it, it does specify that like the sender is not the platform that sends it it's the it's the, the owner human. of the yeah. of the business being marketed okay yeah so that is the person who is responsible for providing you with an unsubscribe link yep because i was like well 
doesn't the can spam act say that like if anyone is sending me emails i have to have a link where i can unsubscribe from all of their emails shouldn't mm. that apply to mailchimp but they carefully not. crafted the legislation to not make it apply to mailchimp the evil chimp man these i like because unroll me like mm-hmm. people probably told you all about these things or you already use them yeah i already know about them but yeah they're all they, they're not good they're not good and you know why it's because Dude, people nothing don't about follow email the law is good well there's a law and people don't follow it because okay. the law says you have to provide me a single link that unsubscribes me from all emails yeah so i clicking this link causes me to be unsubscribed from all emails yep but inevitably what happens is clicking the link takes you to a page where there's javascript on the page that loads like a small react component that allows you to then like bus here daniel that allows you to configure your email preferences or whatever right right right. one of the options is to unsubscribe from all emails but the problem is all what all but every time your mouse hovers over it it jumps to another part of the page well, the problem is what all these services do is they just click the link for you, but they don't like know how to navigate oh. the page on the other side. Oh, interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I didn't know that's even how they worked. Yeah, it is a problem. And even with the unroll me and stuff like that, I've tried a bunch of them. I don't know. It just sucks. It just all sucks. Oh, and also, the so the law says that they have like 72 hours after you click the link to remove you from their list. Yeah. But all of them, it's automated, right? So they don't need that time. But okay. all of them will send you another email that says, like, we're sorry to see you go. Can we offer you, like, a 20% <laughs> discount on something and blah, blah, You know, like, yeah. I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, Guitar yeah. Center, how dare you? You know, I'm how trying to unsubscribe me. from your list, bro. Why are you trying to unsubscribe from a Guitar Center, Daniel? Caleb, I have unsubscribed from everything, basically everything except for your email newsletter. I have unsubscribed Daniel. from. I oh, specifically didn't unsubscribe from me. you. Did but you get my Black Friday deal? <laughs> and then I you saw, were like, dude, screw this, it. dude, unsubscribe. <laughs> no, but dude, I'm, because like I have daniel.colburn at gmail.com. Yeah. Right? Which is like. First name, last name, Gmail. I want, I want to keep. I want that to be a usable email address. First, no. And it's gotten to the point where it's not a usable email address, you know, because yeah. it's just been my signing up for shit email address for so long. So here's the solution. Let me tell you what I did, Daniel. Mm-hmm. You sign up for Hey app, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you got you a whole new senders, clean yeah. slate. Uh huh. You forward all the stuff from your old email address, so the clean slate's gone, and now it's just as garbage as the other address. But now you've confused a bunch of people because they sent something to Caleb Porzio at Gmail. Uh, filter that out. Put uh, Caleb Porzio at Gmail. They sent something to Caleb Porzio at Gmail. Then you reply from Caleb Porzio at hey.com or whatever. Then this is what you do. Unsubscribe. You from realize. Hey. Right. Well, actually, you get logged out of Hey, and you literally can't log back in because it's so ridiculous and hard and confusing and whatever. So you go, you know what? Who needed that anyway? Mm-hmm. And you realize that hey.com solution to email is just trying really hard. Mm-hmm. Well, duh. If you just put in a ton of work, you can keep your inbox clear. Yeah. Also, it's like, so a you're we- like, it's like yeah, a I could do this with Gmail. Too. And now people send you opportunities to the hey email address. And then eventually you have some confrontation and they go, hey, but I emailed you. And you go, hey, did you hey me? Because I don't have that anymore. That's my story. And Fun. I'm sticking to it. Was it a good it's been an actual mess, and I regret signing up for Hey, which is so funny because I was so into it. Was it? But a now good I'm back to like. It was a GitHub asked me to speak at something, 
one of no the way. videos GitHub Universe or some something. They they wanted me to be on a panel or speak or something. And I just totally didn't receive it at all because it was my mm. hey email address and they just like casually brought it up and I was like, Ta, sorry. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, it sucks. But it is funny, like that is my new take on hey. Is it just bad? Like the whole premise is email's broken in the right, but yeah. I don't think that they don't they fix it. Yeah, fix it. I think I'm <laughs> back broken, to just like so we Gmail. made a slow web app about it. It doesn't help, but it, we did email make one. Sucks. So I think I've just learned to accept the suck and just <laughs> casually skim my emails every couple of days. So if something slips through the cracks. Sorry, Caleb. I am deeply committed to this idea. I don't think. I want to get an email in my inbox that is not from a person that is except for some DevOps things that I specifically signed Uh, up for. Like makethiscodeawesome.com is offline. Says four services over and over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I know that's annoying. But, but like at least those, I have them all filtered into a thing, you know, they don't, I don't get push notifications about them. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's possible for me to not get an email that's not from a person. Dude, that'd be cool. I always think like when I go to do the big clean out, like, yeah, like this. Yeah, if I just uns- if I like rigorously for like two weeks unsubscribe from every new thing coming in, and I I could achieve this. But Daniel, I it is just a um, torrential on pouring down. How many do you of- think I subscribe unsubscribe from in the last three days? A hundred. That's weak. Seven child's play. Come on, dude, this is insane. Email. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think I could get there, dude. If anybody listening to this hates my emails, please just. Yours are fine, Caleb. You know why? Because emails. Yeah, because honestly, Caleb, when you send a newsletter, you wrote it. You don't know that. No, I do. (laughs) Who are you paying? Who are you paying to write for you? (laughs) Nobody. Like and so your emails sound like someone wrote them. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's all I want. Suck. I want an email. So so I count that as an email from a person. You know. Yeah. But like, Guitar Center can get fucked. Yeah. Guitar Center. Okay, I I have an I have an. That really grinds my gears, Daniel. I have an opinion question for you about database architecture. Great, I'm the perfect guy. You are famously about database architecture. You are. Oh yeah, fame. That's my. Why thing. is it that our has many belongs to relationships? Yeah. Have foreign keys on the child model. Is it only because MySQL doesn't have an array column type? Wait a minute. What do you? Okay. So say. Uh, what, what I what it sounds like you're saying is like why do we need a pivot table? No, no, for... no, no. So user has many posts, right? Yeah, it means posts has a user ID. Oh, it, I see. Like right? you, you don't want it to be the reverse. You want it to be the so other why, thing. Well, okay. Why not? Mm-hmm. Post. Why this not user have a column called post IDs? Right. Is that it. that's fun? I like that. Is this better? Is there like so? Postgres has yeah. an array type yeah for columns my sql like, doesn't join from somehow yeah it, it's literally it's like it knows that this is like an array of shit cool right 
Um, and so your MySQL PDO in PHP knows that what is getting, what is coming back from that is an array, right? Right, so but I'm wondering, like, at a database level, could it join two tables? I don't know, but we figure. I'm sure we could. Okay. All right. If assume, let's assume we can figure out a way to do a join. Right. Based on the array contents of something. Yeah. Um, like, hmm. So the, the only problem is that in a world where you have thousands of things that are related, yeah, you now don't know how big you need that column to be. Right. Right. Okay. Like it, yeah. maybe millions of things that are related. It gets yeah, crazy. Like before you could just delete the post and then it's truly deleted. You and know? you know that each, you know, the, the size, there's like a size limit on this column of one. Yeah. Right. Of one. Well, or, or yeah, of the ID. number of characters of the ID length, at least, yes. you know? Yes. So that's a downside. But like say you have a relationship that is like you know there's never going to be more than like four or five of these things. You know? Like I wonder is there is there some tangible benefit here? Yeah, there is. The biggest one I could just think of would be it'd be easier in table plus to like look at a user column and So just that's good see, too. That's good you know. too, but also it's a different relationship than the other one. Because okay. In that relationship, a post can only belong to one user. Okay. Right? But in this gotcha. case... So like you get many-to-many's without needing pivot tables. You get many-to-many's without needing pivot tables. But you it's not even many-to-many's. You're getting... Because you're not sure that it's many-to-many. -many. It could be many-to-one. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting thing. Hmm... It is interesting, Daniel Colborn. So anyway, I've just been thinking about that. I like today. it because it's just it, that's a fun thing to think about. Because yeah, it's like, like how this, come? How come? You know? Yeah, I'm sure someone's gonna weigh in and be like, maybe Planet Scale, our sponsor. That's true. Yeah, I've been talking with Mitch a bunch about um, like JSON columns, yeah, and, stuff. and like basically this. Um, I don't know, like there's this form in his app that's mm -hmm. pretty complicated. It's like kind of a God form. And like his perfect world is because they iterate so quickly. Basically, you know, the this true thing about software development where like software, basically software and business rules are fluid, but database schema is rigid. So there's this just tension that just exists where like mm -hmm. the boss is like, hey, can we spike out this, you know, feature, whatever. Okay, let me just migrate all the data and change the schema and whatever to adapt for this thing. And then you mm -hmm. just want to back out of it. And so for Mitch, there's a lot of that going on and a bunch of other stuff. So it's just made it like, it's like, this is just should all just be a JSON column for yeah. this form. And then it's just like, Oh yeah, you want me to add some field done? It's just easy. Just adds to the JSON pile. Then in table plus or whatever, I can just view all the data about this thing for this user and not have to like triangulate a zillion rows and, stuff whatever and then for um uh history like edit histories you know like every time they mutate it you just keep a you know a history of the old one and then you just have this log of all the these data chunks so it seems like really great in a lot of ways there's of course a bunch of cons but i don't know i'm just curious do you use json columns in mysql ever um yeah i've used them actually i've used them like a good bit okay bothead app used a lot of json columns Okay, um, with success yeah with success um 
Now, BotHead app was written in TypeScript, and we typed all the data coming out of the JSON mm. columns. So we knew for sure what shape it was. Yeah. Um, I think that's the one. What of if you removed, like, so if you changed the type in a non-just additive way, would you have to, like, back change all the data that exists in history? What do you mean or in a non-additive like, way? Yeah, like if you know if you like add a column, like that's fine. Just future JSON columns will have that new field. Mm-hmm. But like if you change one or remove one, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah. So like all the you want your type to be accurate to what is coming back, right? Yeah. So right. what I would probably do is I would create versioned types. So I would say like v1 mm-hmm. and v2, and I would say the yeah. thing that's coming back is either this or this. Yep. It's either and you the would type that store the virgin the virgin. <laughs> The version along with the the data. Uh, I don't think I would store the version along with the data because the the structure of the data would tell me the version. The version I would store in code. Right. Yeah, just some... Right, so it's just implicit, implicitly signed as a specific version. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's a whole, like, line I mean, I think the thing that makes us nervous about it, right, as, like as the types of programmers we are, I think, is yeah. like we're used to having the ultimate fallback that like if the data is fucked up, the database will yell at us. And sure. the database yeah, won't there's... yell at you if the data is fucked up going into a JSON column. Yep. Yeah, it's super fluid. So like we're used super to ha- we're used to setting all these rules like where certain things are nullable and certain things are foreign have foreign key constraints yeah. and you know and like we're used to basically saying like using the database rules as like this is the minimum viable like data that can represent a thing and then you have confidence that any data you get back matches those specifications and with json columns you lose the ability for the that. database to enforce that but you have typescript to create those types it's an that's a cool little analog or analogy or whatever that correlation that like typescript is giving you types on data Databases mm-hmm. give you types. They're typed. Yeah. Databases I are I think that's typed. why you don't feel the pain in a lot of places. So you're saying types are good? I made this I'm argument. Hearing. I made this argument I'm a few joking. weeks ago. I'm yeah. Just <laughs> with you. Jostling yeah, yeah, yeah. jingles. Don't jingle yeah. my jangles. Oh, sorry, Josh. Yeah, so, so there's Jason. Mm-hmm. What else we got uh, going on, Daniel? We got Black Friday coming up, more. all sorts of Black Friday sales. I think people should use JSON columns more, generally. JSON columns more? More, yeah. more JSON columns. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would like to construct a, like, uh, I don't know. Like I was trying to do with Mitch was like, forget about your specifics. Let's walk from the ground up. You basically lead me to a scenario where I need to use JSON columns. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm going to, okay, I'm writing an app. We've got a post form and like, why? Okay. It makes a lot of sense to just have this and just a post table. Why do I need more? Okay. Now there's addresses and there's many addresses. So you need to have a pivot table and a new address, you know, like lead me to the place where, where I go, oh, a JSON column is better here mm-hmm. for these reasons. And I don't know, a really interesting conversation came out of it. And I think it would be a fun exercise to do. And I actually do think, I don't know, it was kind of illuminated to me that, that basically the first, you know how I use the word like real world for just stuff that's not blog post 
you know, like easy yeah, yeah. stuff that's just like annoying in the real world. It's because mm-hmm. the real world's just loaded with random crap that there's not like easy answers for. I think the first one, and tell me about this. I'm going to say this. I think the first one that most developers encounter is having a form and needing to add X or like N amounts of a specific field. Mm-hmm. Where like in the form, you're like, oh yeah, and we want you to be able to add something or others and add as many as they want. And I mm-hmm. think that's the first, even for the front end of that, as well as the back end of it. Like that's the first thing that, that people encounter. I think I remember it's the first thing I encountered and it's like a really good example Postgres of like, is the only place that has an array type that has an array type. Yeah. I don't know. I, I remember like having to learn that inputs could have, you know, names with brackets in them and stuff. And like using jQuery to like, how do I get a copy of this thing and like duplicate it? Can I duplicate and then append it or what? Okay, we'll, like, we'll do that. And then the database is like, well, I can't just, what do I need? Like a separate table? I'm like, what, how do I attach these? To, I must, I need like a pivot mm-hmm. table or, you know, anyway. Um, I just, I don't know. I just thought of that as like, oh, it was kind of illuminated to me. as like, that's a really important concept when it comes to MVC-ish cruddy yeah, apps. Yeah. Like this is this is advanced move number one, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like I could do a lot more thinking around it, just in general. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Do you remember your yeah, first? Yeah, no, time? I agree. Um, do I remember the first? I don't remember. I don't think I remember the first time, but I I get what you're saying though. Like it does, and also it's one of those things that like often every time you solve it, you have to solve it a little bit differently. Yeah. because of the particular constraints of the app that you're working in right and like how yeah, that it's just this is like used. subtle thing that draws out all sorts of complexities and problem solving mm-hmm. stuff i feel like in an alternate universe i just sit down and like just dedicate myself to to finding good answers to those those families of problems so caleb you must have at some point in your career written at least once probably more times than one written a left-hand sidebar of filters for an e-commerce site right oh yeah you know you know what i'm talking about the like sure, absolutely sidebar. The, that you can click the the like plus and see plus stuff mm-hmm. yep for sure absolutely you've built that that is to me yeah. like... i ran a i ran an online store i was the warehouse manager turned web developer <laughs> yeah so, hell yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well to me like that is the developer experience is the at least if you're like working in agencies or freelancing or anything like, yeah a huge portion of your life is going to be re-implementing that same problem over and over and over again mm. yeah and you would think you would think caleb I that would. you would just solve it and then you would be able to just redo it every time someone asked you to do it in the exact same way that you did it last time. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Caleb? It's never the same. It's yeah, literally... that, that is. This is the great mystery of software development. Is like people like us in these jobs. Just I just feel like I'm doing. You know, back when I was working those jobs, you feel like you're doing the same thing. I'm solving the you same get to this problem. Point of like I've been solving for dude, ten like, years. <laughs> right exactly and this is like mind-numbingly but it but it is this like puzzling thing that there is a lot of custom complexities you know what i'm saying isn't there that temptation to think that like 
this is automatable. Like, come on, this can't mm-hmm. be like a high paying job. Mm-hmm. Like Salesforce just decided like, Hey, you know, everybody's just trying to like add filters and tables and forms and stuff. <laughs> like, why don't we just do that? <clears throat> but yeah. yeah, dude, it's wild. So like what I'm doing right now on a contract is literally that I'm just building e-commerce filters. Yeah. And it's so different than every other time I've done it. Hmm. Because the and I'm like, is different. Or yeah. The well, they have like, different? they're sort of like a white label e-commerce thing. Oh. Um, so it's like multi-tenant and like, yeah, the, but the product categories aren't multi-tenant. So I'm trying to think yeah. of like an example, like say, um, say for example, like I sell fidget spinners, right? Yep. I sell fidget spinners and yo-yos, right? And then yeah. you are like a band and you want to make merch. Mm. You can use my site to sell fidget spinners and yo-yos with your logo cool. on it. But you can opt in to these different categories and say, I only want to sell fidget spinners or I only want to sell red fidget spinners. Yeah. Or I only want to sell like this particular brand of fidget spinner. Um, So -hmm. there's like, there's like a whole set of products and then like the tenants get to miserable. The tenants select a subset (laughs) of those things. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. It's wild. And there's why, yeah, this is why developers get paid money because those things, these are the things that suck. Yeah. Well, shout out to Jason Beggs for handing me this one. Um, but nice. this shout is, out Jason. He told me like right up front. He's like, this is pretty hairy. <laughs> and Dude, he was not wrong. Jason says that it's like, <laughs> he was not wrong. It's hairy, but like I'm having fun. Like, cause I haven't had to like, I don't know. Just there's some like bi-directional things. You know how like everything normally sort of like is like a tree structure filtering down from the top. Yeah in programming yep. where it's like there's less store of has products products have yeah yeah store has there's category. like category has products their existing implementation is like goes both directions in oh, a yeah, in a bunch yeah, of places yeah. you know right and like so i'm basically a lot of what i'm doing right now is figuring out how to rework the abstractions to make it come down from the top right yeah, that's one of those principles. And it's so of like, pleasant when you land on an abstraction mm. and you're like, ooh, like this place where we had to do like some messy spaghetti shit to make it yeah. work before. I think we can get rid of that and just like use pyramid shaped nice. app design. That's one of those those guiding lights is like, can you can basically you like I think like one. Yeah. Can you keep your data a pyramid? Can you, yeah, that's a big one. That's one of those guiding lights, man. And yep. can you make, um, like, can you make all your business logic functions only accept one type of thing? Okay. Or th- sorry, not like type of thing, like not in the way, not in the sense of like Laravel's convenience helper methods that accept like either an array of things or one of the thing, yeah. you know? But, like, in the sense of, like, if this thing processes posts, mm-hmm. it shouldn't accept, like, it shouldn't be processing, like, an array of things, some of which are posts, some of which are whatever. Yeah. 
Like whatever does the whatever does this job, there should only be one object that does the job. Okay. Um, and that's like a thing that I've been carrying around recently. So like they've had, hmm. I don't know. There's like a bunch of products, right? And the, the set of possible products that should be shown on a page is filtered down by yeah. a bunch of filters that you're enabling, yeah. right? And it's like some of the some of the things are category so you could filter by category you could filter by brand you could filter by color there's all these different yep. things that are different models in the database yep and i was like okay i think we need like a parent model called filter hmm. that is like that that ha that thing can have its um polymorphic relationship to these other things but hmm. where we can basically have like a bunch of things called filters that we can like turn on and off and like hmm. those things ha contain their own oh, logic about cool. how to build up right. the query that needs to be built up um yeah. and so now we're doing cool stuff where like we're building out like every filter has a slug and so i can parse a url and tell you mm -hmm. what filters need to be enabled cool you know be because like i'm like oh well all these filters have slugs and like well it's anyway it's cool stuff everything's getting pyramid shaped and that's that good. makes me feel good. It's fun when um, concepts like a filter turn into models. Yeah. Like it's just one of those things that smells good. It's yeah. like, oh, and now that's like, cool. I bet you could do some cool stuff. Well, like, and this, this problem started with like, I need to parse the URL and figure out, you know, what products to show based on parsing this URL. But yeah. like, you know, one of the URL segments is a category slug and one of the URL segments is a color slug and one of the URL segment, you know, and it's like there could be zero through infinity category slugs and then zero through infinity color slugs. And, the, you know, mm -hmm. so it's just like one of these crazy like parsing projects. And I was like, the problem is that like, I don't know when to switch from looking up categories to looking up colors, you know. So what if we just okay. said like every URL segment represents a filter? Nice. And then all of a sudden we're in Valhalla, you know? So anyway, True. having fun, having fun over here. That's good, Daniel. Look at you programming on web two and taking names. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Segway. Is this the episode? <laughs> Is this the episode where we talk? Probably about not. I, I have to, I have to go soon, by the way. This okay, is supposed work. to be like, an well, an hour short, I gotta, I gotta like a 10 PM escape. I said, I said I, I would play 10, play overwatch with someone at 10 PM also great so but yeah the short version is uh buttheads is getting acquired by another nft project i'm a free man i'm doing rich, client work again bitch. if you are yeah, go uh, hire daniel yeah if you're look i'm so i'm basically booked to like end of january but like if you are looking for some worky work in the end of january especially if you got interesting problems to solve right like your nfts boy. you're trying to drop not that guy I've been hollered at plenty of times about that. <laughs> oh, really? About like going and finding other work? Oh, tons of NFT people Dude, are like, so you launched stupid. a project. You... I want to launch a project. Do it with me. Oh, I got you. I'm like, yeah, no. Right. The NFT people that have no money. <laughs> yeah. All of So it's, it's bizarre to me. Like, what's going on? Crypto? Nobody cares about crypto. It's all over. But these people who are super into it at these conferences and all this stuff... What are they doing? Are they just all coping. like in a bubble and pretending hard. it's all fine? Or are they all like, what's going on? Hard, what's it like on the hard. inside? Are they like still believing in this thing? Or like, what? 
<laughs> What's going I on? I don't fucking know, man. But it's like, okay. okay, even if you like accept that like the long arc of history trends towards like Bitcoin dominance or whatever, sure. you know? Yeah. Even if you like accept that premise that I don't even know if that's like a good premise, but like, yeah, right. even if you accept that premise, like you got to also accept that like FTX going under just added like three years or at right. least to the crypto bear market. Like right. crypto's not gonna be good again for a long time. Like we haven't even started to see the the fallout of this. Like it's gonna be bad. That's crazy. That's crazy, dude. I had a nine thousand dollar stash that's now a four thousand dollar stash. It, yeah. That was once like a I think a trillion dollar stash. Ooh, you should um, you should see my hundred thousand dollar stash. I think my so total nice. value walked away from this Solana experiment is probably like $45,000, $50,000. Sheesh. Yeah. Sheesh, Daniel. Crypto, yeah. what a scam. I mean, listen, it was a fun time. I, no, I know. I had a ball, just ran too. out there and, you know, did all kinds of wild shit, and it was fun. Totally. Most fun a programmer can have without taking their pants off. That's true. Well, I didn't always work with my pants on. Oh, there you go. So, um, Daniel, uh, Advent mm. of Code is coming up. Oh, yeah. Are you thinking of doing it? Do you do it every year for three I've days? I've never done it. Really? The only time I've ever... Mitch said the same thing. Really I'm like, done, that's nuts. The only time I've ever really done it was when uh, me and Jake Bathman and Noemi and Dan Sheets... We're in San Francisco for, I don't know that we can say the name of the big biotech company. Um, but we were there and me and, oh, and Jose was there too. And me and Jake and Jose and maybe Logan were just like doing Advent to Code shit together. And cool. it was a blast. Because like you're around smart people and you're like hacking on it together and stuff. But like. I've never really been one to like do it, but maybe, maybe this would be the time. It's fun. You know it's what fun. Boss Chris has start been it and then conk out. talking about was uh, Boss Chris is real interested in the Mastodon publishing framework. Really? Not like Mastodon. Oh, it's, I mean, I think he's also interested okay. in Mastodon itself, but like the yeah. tech underlying Mastodon is really cool. Okay. It's basically like uh, like a peer to peer system for okay. social media. Yeah. Anyway, I think I might try to implement it. So I'm building my blog right now. Right. Um, and I think I might try and implement it on my blog as like an RSS consumption, like sort of like a, you would implement an RSS feed as like a consumption mechanism for your blog posts. Yep. I right. think I might create like a ac activity pub, like public vacation channel okay. for my blog just like to see that, what's up with it that hooks into actual mastodon so the way mastodon works is like you can subscribe to anyone who uses this protocol okay so it's a protocol it's a protocol hmm. so basically like you would be able to like follow my blog on mastodon okay but also like i could use reply like i could build a comment system yeah. Where like 
Mastodon replies were my comment system for my blog. Hmm. And like replies cool. to my blog were Mastodon replies. I don't know. I don't right. know. I haven't totally figured it out yet, but. Interesting. Is Mastodon I, cool? I haven't really started looking into it yet, but like the Chris just called me while he was grocery shopping the other day and talked my ear off for like 45 minutes about the, the, uh, the protocol the, and like okay. the protocol is very cool. Hmm. So I don't actually know if like anyone's doing cool stuff on Mastodon itself. Like if there are cool people to follow and if the posts are good. Right. But seems like the technology of Mastodon is cool. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. It's just sort of, uh, you know, I think just my curmudgeon technology nature in general where not curmudgeon I just don't. I don't know why I don't really. I'm just a little scared. I'm not, I'm not about the first for new stuff. Twitter. So, what? Are yeah, you scared you about mean? losing Twitter? Um, I don't think it's gonna happen. Could happen, but you, I are you not? Are, I'm. Are you scared of losing people who you have now on Twitter? Oh, I guess you have already built a mailing list. I need to start building a mailing list hard because it's maybe. Like, yeah, I guess I don't really use my mailing list that much. But you have. The yeah, people I guess there. without Twitter. Like if Twitter I just went away, right? Yeah. Like, what what yeah. happens to you? You know what? Yeah, I guess it is. Maybe I don't care as much because I have a mailing list. Because in my mind, like I I launched these Black Friday sales, I didn't tweet about them at all. Like in my yeah. mind, Twitter doesn't drive a lot. Like tweets, but it drove don't... the people to get on your mailing list. Yeah, it did. Um, and it drove the people well, to listen to your podcast partially because I mean whatever other channels you have. Right. Like Alpine Components, Twitter is probably responsible for no percent of that. Like that's just having some place on Alpine's site to funnel people to that. So I guess I've seen the light beyond like having an audience on Twitter funneling. But like at the beginning of the day, like your all of these channels originated with Twitter. Oh, agreed. No, I a hundred Twitter is everything to me. It was everything to me. I think it wouldn't be a big deal if it wasn't really a part of my life and career anymore, but I, I would miss it. Yeah. I love Twitter. Yeah. I also hate Twitter. <laughs> Me too. But, but no, I, it would suck to lose, you know, cause I do feel like it is, uh, you know, some sort of totem of like, it's, um, it's a status symbol having, you know, how many followers, followers I have for me yeah. is like, yeah, it's what a do you status got? symbol. It's you like 20, 25K? You at 25 right now? What are you at? 35. 35K, love. I know, dude. Dude, I'm freaking Dude, that's dude. a number. My rate of growth has like slowed, but it's starting. It's picked up a little bit. But um, yeah, I'm not like going to the moon, but it is a big number. And it, it is like, it, there is some weird validation for me that like if, if I met somebody on the street and I'm just talking to them. And then I found out they had, you know, thousands of Twitter followers or something. I would go like, oh, you have some concrete thing that proves that you have some value beyond being a nobody, you know? True. So there is that thing for me that's like, oh, this is something out there that says I'm a somebody. If I need somebody to to see that I'm a somebody, like this is one thing they could look at. And if that was gone, I wouldn't have that. Um, Well, one thing I've learned is that for the... For the meager cost of $200, you too can buy 50 Twitter followers. Yeah, dude, you did this whole experiment. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> yeah. I took a picture of Max and I made a tweet that was like, 
one funny thing about this tweet is that I paid money for you to see it. I don't know why. Let's see what happens. And then I gave it a budget of $50 a day. And I meant to run it for two days, but I forgot and ran it for four days. <laughs> so I spent $200. <laughs> um, but yeah, a bunch of people followed me. I started looking hmm. through all the people who had like liked and replied and followed. I found a yeah. bunch of people to follow. I targeted at it. I targeted the following people, people who follow Caleb Porzio, Adam Wathen, and Taylor Otwell. Okay. So these three people, I want these people to Funny. see this tweet. Yeah. Um, and I, so all the people who responded and replied are obviously people who like, it's a selection bias of people who own, I so. would be interested in, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. And who yep. would be interested in me. So yeah. Interesting. It generated yeah, a decent, funny. Dude, I forget you can pay for tweets, dude. Dude, it's well, here's one of the things. I think if you pay for a tweet, your audience will not see it until you stop paying for it. Because literally oh. zero likes on it from anyone who normally interacts with my shit. Hmm. No I didn't see it know, at all. But I no saw Caleb all you're Porzio, about it. No Ninja Parade. No Matt yeah. Swanson, no none, of, no Aaron Francis, no Chris, no none of the normal characters. Right, yeah. just like Funny, a bunch of randos. From I mean, that's like, probably a good thing for growth. Like, well, yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, not, like, I don't know. You would think it would be like the normal people and all of these other people. Yeah, yeah, but none of the normal but people. I think they only show it to. Yeah, the I only knew that people. a dog was involved because you referenced Max in the follow-up. Yeah. Breakdown. And so then as soon as I like turned off the thing, I started getting likes from my normal people. Funny. So anyway, I don't know. That's my theory. Interesting. Very interesting. That's a fun but little yeah. experiment, Daniel. Twitter will allow you to buy followers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I you know, there's like stuff people are saying they're like losing a ton of followers, and then I heard from other people they're like gaining a bunch of yeah, followers. That didn't happen to me or I think a lot of crypto people were talking about it because, like, a lot of them have bots as followers. Bot, bot accounts. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I didn't notice any loss of followers. Hmm. Yeah, it's a funny time to be on Twitter, I tell you. Dude, it it's is. A wild it's a funny, time. funny time. I'm so, I gotta say that, like, I mean, I'm generally down for the ride of any of this stuff, mm -hmm. um, but I am so sick of. I just, I just want my Twitter timeline to be like the olden days. Oh, I just yeah. want it to be like people posting interesting stuff. Oh yeah. I don't know, you know, and not these people stupid excited about and things, not these and... stupid Elon stupidness and all the stupid stuff that I'm just like, oh my gosh, turn it off. Well, and I feel like, and I feel like the fact that Twitter's like annoying now leads to annoying people only using Twitter as an outbound thing. Where they're only tweeting like to promote something, right? And it because yes, it's like, like you don't want to go so to Twitter to hang out and talk to, to your boys anymore. No, it's like I want to go to Twitter just, to like sell. They need to do something about this thread thing and make it like they need to de-algorithmatize these things so that because that's what this is. It's all just become these people like doubling down. You know, these no, you know what it is? These Caleb? insane amounts of likes. It's insane. So well, you remember like three years ago when they when they changed the timeline. Yeah. They made it no longer just show me the most recent thing chronological the or whatever, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's that's the beginning of the end. That was the, the You know, so I've been using yeah. Spring, which is this new app on the iPhone that costs 
like twenty dollars. Mm. But um, mm. one of the things it does is it chronologicalizes your shit. I'm having a blast. Mm. It's so much better than the website. Yeah, I should give that a try. If I could just not say, and the dude, it's so tough because they'll show me some thread that makes me so angry. And then it's, I'm like, okay, why did you show this to me? I don't follow this person. But then it shows me the people who followed this or like even, even the people who follow that, whatever. And I'm just like, oh, but I kind of like the things that they do sometimes. I want to keep following them. But like, it's like, man, can we all just not like these stupid things? Please. Dude, well, can we just not show each other things that our friends liked? Right. Yeah. That's the real thing. That's the thing. It's like, stop trying to, but like people on average don't follow enough people to create enough fresh content to drive enough hours a day of engagement. Right. It does. So we need to, we need to show you things from people you don't follow because otherwise we can't increase the number of hours that you're engaging on the website. I feel and like thereby I'm the number of ads you're through seeing. all of this junk to find a Taylor tweet, a Daniel tweet, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm just like trash, scrolling dude. through all this shit so that I yeah. can like see something of value from a friend. So this is what I'm saying is like, dude, if we were on yeah. Mastodon, do you think we could like just have friends on the internet again? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I'm know. Uh, I gotta say I'm I'm pessimistic to start and then when once other more brave people like make it a thing and it starts becoming a meaningful switch then i'm not sure about it i'm not saying i'm no i know for sure i'm just saying something it's not gonna be clean i just figure like i can't picture a clean switch so why don't we all just stay on twitter and try to make it work i don't know yeah honestly i just want to like have telegram messages with the the homies yeah telegram is the the real app that's the app that's the good app (sighs) so i know i always talk about building shit but something i'm that i don't that i then don't build but one of the things i am really thinking about building to scratch my own itch is just something that integrates with the telegram api and the discord api that just puts all my dms in one place Hmm. and then like allows me to mute some of them and like prioritize well yeah well you were a crypto bro so you have the dm problem you have the discord dm problem dude i have the well I have the Papa Mumu problem, which is that he puts me in group DMs with people when he needs me to answer oh one of their questions. Gosh, and I was like, dude, you don't understand. Like, Discord this means I have to disable mess. notifications for DMs now. What are you doing? Oh, man. Oh, the world is so hard. It's such a bad place full of it's a hard world, you can't man. subscribe from, threads you can't unsee, and DM groups you can't unsubscribe to. Dude, I have been like shut hard up. unsubscribing and mouse. blocking. Yeah. I've been blocking right. people and unsubscribing hard. I want less of it. I want only yeah. the best. I need to, I'm starting to unfollow all the entrepreneur startup stuff, which I, I like some of the folks that I follow, but it gets out of hand. They're, they're the people filling the timeline with all this junk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, if, if I get the sense that you've done a little bit too much research on how to, market yourself and how to create your personal brand get the fuck out of here so i don't want to hear so if, if you smell a little bit too much like gary vaynerchuk i won't have it no I'm not here for it uh this is a good one daniel this is a good one this is a low energy one well it's we're doing it at I'm, night, I'm learning 
I know the nighttime thing. I was like, I'm surprised. I'm like, wow. so I think sometimes the people want a low energy one. Yes, it's, the, it's yeah. the weekend. They've probably yeah. just had a I lot hope... of turkey when they're listening to this. Right, they're low energy too. Yeah, yeah. It's ten o'clock. I got to play some Overwatch, Caleb. All right, good stuff. Did you cue? I will. Outro I'm cueing music. It, right. No. <laughs>